Welcome to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's topic is Rest is Resistance, a manifesto. Grab a cup of coffee or tea, strap on your running shoes, or pick up your knitting needles or crochet hook and join us. First, let us introduce ourselves. I'm Pastor Amanda Zenzelow, and I serve as the pastor at Central Lutheran Church in Northeast Portland, Oregon. And I'm Don Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the podcast. Okay, this topic comes from you, who mm-hmm. wants to spread the word on a book that you are currently getting a lot out of. So let's start with how did you come across this book? I have been following Trisha Hersey, who is the author of this book, Rest is Resistance, a Manifesto, for a very long time. She is the founder of the NAP Ministry, which is her social media presence. Okay. And she has been on social media as the NAP Ministry, N-A-P, the NAP Ministry, for some time now. I don't even know how long certainly long before the pandemic. It's been a very long time, years and years. Mm -hmm. It's been a couple of years since you clued me in and I started following her on social Mm -hmm. media too. Exactly. And I follow her on Instagram. I follow her on Twitter. I kind of follow her everywhere because she's brilliant. And I think I've probably mentioned her on the podcast even. It's possible. The Knapp Bishop, I think. I've talked about her and her call for us to rest and that we will rest. And she has a profound, profound call for our bodies, for our culture, for all of us to understand resting as a way to be counter to our culture. What this book is, is her research and the theory and the grounded research behind why she speaks this, why she is calling this into reality, why she is preaching this, why she is speaking this, why she creates art around this. And the book is phenomenally powerful and absolutely astonishing. And so I want people to know about it. I think it's fantastic. What does she mean by rest? Because I'm guessing it's not specifically the old tenet of you should just get more sleep. You are correct. It is not just about taking naps. Naps are a part of it. Like slowing down and taking a nap is part of it. But it is also learning how to find stillness, learning how to slow and rest. But the point of it is to break our spirits and souls and bodies away from the capitalistic, white supremacist, broken, racist system that is our culture. So a little more than stopping and smelling the roses too. Absolutely. Okay. Early in the book, very, very early in the book. And I got this originally as an audio book since that is how I best access books anymore. Mm -hmm. And I have since purchased a hard copy because I have appreciated it so much that I wanted a hard copy to be able to go back and dog ear pages and underline things and actually find the questions that she asks and get a journal out. 
she consistently brings back this repetition, this not mantra, but a repetition of we are disconnecting from the capitalistic white supremacist system that has us working and has us enslaved to these expectations. We are divine beings. We deserve rest simply because we are alive. You don't have to earn rest. You don't have to deserve rest. You don't have to work enough to get rest. You don't have to do things in order to be worthy of rest. You are worthy of softness and kindness and being still. You are worthy of dreaming simply because you have been created divine and beautiful. And these kinds of concepts are, are just woven through the entire book. But very early in the listening to this book, she writes... Capitalism was created on plantations. Interesting. When we first began to see human bodies as a commodity that we could use to gain money, that capitalism was created intrinsically understanding that human bodies and their Lack of rest and their lack of ability to be still would earn someone, somewhere, financial wealth. Knowing what I know of the Industrial Revolution, that story checks out in many other countries and places as well. Right? Mm -hmm. And that plantations were this place where the concept of the exploitation of human bodies in order to garner wealth for a select few. Mm -hmm. And this idea that if you work hard enough that you can achieve wealth, that by working you get these things, right? That that comes from this broken, white supremacist, colonized, capitalistic broken system. And when I heard that, like I hit pause and almost pulled over. I was, I was on running an errand, driving it. And I almost pulled over because it was absolutely shocking to me to think that the system, that capitalism, which is a system that I don't care for anymore, but that capitalism would come from something so recent Yes, it's recent, and yet the whole white supremacy of it, they try to make you think that it's ancient history and over and done with, and it's a right. weird mix of everything. Right. And I should be clear, Trisha Hersey is a black woman author. Okay. And so this is steeped in her life perspective and her experience as a black woman in the American South living in Atlanta mm -hmm. and coming from Georgia. And so I think 
just the understanding as she talks about her ancestors, as she talks about plantation life, as she talks about the Maroons, especially as she talks about all of these different experiences. It's a fascinating perspective. I think that I, of course, as a white woman with deeply Southern heritage, as she talks about these things, I have to go through and unravel my perspective in this and and my participation in these pieces and ponder as she speaks to how North American, how United States culture always expects Black women's bodies to constantly be working, mm-hmm. to constantly be doing all the work, then how do I, as a white woman, particularly a Southern heritage white woman, where do I fit into that story? And how do I then move forward in choosing to break the cycles of expecting or demanding the labor of Black people, particularly Black women, on my behalf? And how do I find a way to find rest for myself and perhaps particularly in restoration work, create space for the rest for Black bodies? Is that my place or is it simply, right? Like Mm -hmm. trying to find how do I fit into this? And it's, it's just fascinating. It's such a fascinating book. It's an incredible, incredible book. Okay. Now I got to ask, what kind of book is this? I get it's nonfiction. It's not necessarily a how-to or an instruction manual. Is it trying to teach those who aren't black women more information or what what kind of book is this it is a how-to she does give questions that would lead a person towards rest she does give insights and the whole book is written in a kind of repetitive poetry beautiful kind of way that if you're listening if you listen to her read it you could hear the kind of not trance-like way, but there is kind of a beauty to the rhythm and the syncopation to it. Mm -hmm. She is an artist. She is a poet. She is a preacher. So she has full command of how she created this book. It's not very long. She didn't want to create something that was too terribly long. She chooses every word very intently. So don't worry, you have to crack into a war and peace type of novel. Exactly. Okay. She's she's about rest, right? So it's not something that is overly taxing, although it is deeply spiritual. Okay. So it's the kind of book that can shift and change your world perspective. And it is a book that is absolutely deeply for Black people. And it is invitational for those of us who are not people of the global majority, who are not people of color, to also come alongside and recognize that true liberation for our world involves all of us and that we are as captivated in white supremacist culture as anyone. Mm -hmm. And to truly change our world, to truly fix the things that are broken within it to heal this 
broken, capitalistic, white supremacist culture, it will take all of us. And so how can we enter into this work with integrity as well? So it is for white women as well, but it is not written for a white audience. Okay. So what do you think you're enjoying the most so far out of this book? Is it the information that she's giving and this new, I'm going to say new worldview or a new way of looking at the world? Or is it more of the, this is how you can take the time to rest yourself? I'm enjoying the challenge of it, I think. Okay. I think part of it is that because this resonates so much in my own anti-racism work, which I guess I don't share a ton of of talking about my own individual anti-racism work. Mm -hmm. But this has hit so many of the points of my own personal journey, being rooted in the South, being rooted in this kind of scholarship approach, but deeply spiritual approach, deeply introspective approach, calling for community care, calling for dreaming calling for imagination, calling for a disconnect from this constant pressure to produce, to be doing, to be proving, to be showing everyone all the time that you are worthy. I think part of the challenge of my life has always been that need to prove that I am worthy and to find that kind of speaking to that gosh, it's just been astonishing to find something that resonates along all of these different kinds of lines. And so for me, it's just hitting a lot of personal lines Mm -hmm. that really resonate. And I am someone who thrives on quiet, imaginative spaces. I do my best work when I have time to sit and be still and imagine and dream. And I get some of my best ideas or my best writing or my best sermons, those kinds of things when it's the still small bits of the quiet of the night and I am just being peaceful and restful and imagining and dreaming. And our world does not value that at all, even remotely. Mm -hmm. And so to have that, valued and seen as sacred, I think is just such an incredible gift. And so I want people to know that this is, that this is a gift. We can, we can rest. We must rest. We were created for this and it's, it is beautiful. Excellent. Okay. That's going to lead me to my last question. And I'm guessing you haven't finished the book yet. I am very, very close. I'm in the last half hour of listening. Okay. What of the things that she brings up and the concepts and the everything, what would you be most excited to see change from what she's talking about in terms of rest in this world? Hmm. I, I strive to create a work environment. One thing that I do as a supervisor is I strive to create a work environment where my staff know that if they need to rest, they can rest. 
that if they need a day off, that if they need to take vacation or they should be taking their vacation, but Mm -hmm. that if they need to stop, if there is something about the work that is weighing, that if there is something, right? Like I don't ever want us to just keep pushing and I want that for our world. Mm -hmm. I don't want a world where people have to be machines, where we're expected to, to forget about the fact that someone we love just died and put that aside and, and keep meeting your quota for the day because you, you've made this commitment and you need to do this because this is what we're doing to maintain the status quo so we can hit the GDP so we can, right? Like, mm-hmm. I want us to be able to create space so that people can understand that the sacredness of life and the creation that we have and the things that we do, right? Like there is space to say, I am grieving today and I didn't expect this, but I need 10 minutes to go sit down and be still because I'm exhausted and I need something to drink and just to go look at some photographs of the person that I just lost. And for that to be not strange or bad or odd to ask for, for that to just be an, of course, would you like cold water or, you know, room temperature water? And can I get it for you? Mm -hmm. Right. Like, and I'm not saying that I create that in, in every way as a supervisor, but it's what I long to create, right? Like I long to create that kind of an environment because I do not want to continue, not my direct ancestors. My direct ancestors were quite impoverished, but going back far enough, Mm -hmm. we participated. My, you know, my white ancestors in the deep South were a part of the culture of tobacco raising that was a part of the environment of enslavement in the deep South. So I don't want to be a part of the kind of culture that as a manager holds people to a kind of work standard that will not let them rest when they need to rest. And so I think for me, especially after reading this, Mm -hmm. As a manager, I will always seek to encourage my people to take their vacations, take their breaks, and rest as they need it. Excellent. Well, thank you, Pastor Amanda, for taking the time to help us learn a little more about rest is resistance. I look forward to sitting down with you another week on another topic. As do I. And I highly, highly commend this book to everyone. You can learn more about it by looking up Trisha Hersey as The Nap Ministry on social media. We will put links to all of this on the page for the podcast on the church's website. Thank you so much, Dawn. And I'm thinking about whether or not to run a book group on this sometime in the coming year. So we'll see if we do a study on it. We'll bring it back up on the podcast and invite folks to join us for that study. And if you have questions or thoughts, or if you would like to let us know what you think about this, or if you're reading the book, reach out to us, let us know. You can reach out at podcast at centralportland.org. Until we hear from you, and until we are back in your ears again, remember, God loves you, no matter what.